Hey everybody, I'm Alan. I watch a lot of movies. This is Alan Watches Movies. Um, okay, so we have now reached the point of the podcast where I have to be honest and uh, just openly admit to you guys that I... I... <laughs> I watch a lot of dumb movies, uh, and not as smart and uh, and clever and nuanced as this podcast and the movies that I've watched sorta have, uh, especially lately, will allow you to think I am. I, I let's put it that way, uh, and. Uh, I, especially as a 40-year-old man, have a penchant for watching really corny high school rom-com things that are definitely not good. Um, you know those movies where it takes place at a high school but they do all sorts of shit that is antiquated and also just not a thing that ever happened at any real high school ever. Um, those movies. <laughs> and it's with that, just that's my, my feel-good jam, where if I just am having a bad day or I'm real bored and I need to throw something on. Those are my comfort movies, and I just drift away to a special place. Um, and just realize that everything's okay, because these kids just get it. And with that disclosure, uh, uh, today's movie is The Kissing Booth 2. Uh, now... First of all, kissing booths uh, aren't a thing. Like, I know movies will let you believe that they are a thing, and they're a thing, they sound like they could be a thing, and they probably were a thing in the 60s and 70s. Like, when your parents or grandparents were growing up, the, maybe this was a thing. Um, the school fair. That's not a thing. Uh, uh, it's just, it's just not a thing. Like I get, I, I get a a town fair, or like a carnival that's in a mall parking lot. I get those. Those are things. Uh, but this is not a thing. Um, but apparently there's an entire book series that has led Netflix to deem this a thing. And so it's a, essentially the story of this. The first one, first of all, it's a trilogy. They're working on a third one, because of course they are. Um, in the first movie... Uh, she is in love with her brother, or her best friend's brother. 
and coming to deals with that because her best friend is such a great guy and they have this great awesome relationship um and coming to how to deal with that being in love with her brother and they have these rules it's a whole thing um and in the second one uh, said brother has gone off to school at Harvard because they needed a school, and that's the one school that of the, the name they knew uh, that wasn't in California because the movie set in California, so they had to cause some sort of turmoil. And and the and uh, there's a new hot guy at school. It's a thing. I don't know. They played Dance Dance Revolution. Uh, and the, it's a, nobody's, nobody, nobody plays Dance Dance Revolution anymore. It's not, well, one, cause nobody goes places anymore, but, but that's not a game people play. <laughs> like this movie feels so very, so very outdated while still being current. And I don't, I appreciate how it is. And it's just chef's kiss of just perfect levels of corny <laughs> and like I said outdated but very current very current um, things I really love about this movie and this series which again I'm never going to recommend or admit to anyone outside of this podcast that I watch this these movies uh, like like when people talk about guilty pleasures, like this is like I know people say I'm not ashamed of anything that they watch, and it's there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure. I've heard people say that uh, because they are confident in the things that they like, and they just like what they like, and that's okay. Bullshit. Um, if you're a 40 year old man and you like movies like this there's a problem. Uh, I don't know what that problem is. I'm okay with that problem, but there's just so much to, to unpack. Um, this particular line of, of movies, I think my favorite part about it, and I will admit that, um, like it's what got me into watching it is this series the really nice thing that it does is it normalizes uh platonic male female friendships as a thing that is real and exists um and it's not that the best friend is secretly in love with her, and it's not that that like anything along those lines that every other movie that would have this relationship in it would do. Um, this movie, they just the best friend relationship is boy girl, and <laughs> you know what? That's what life is. And those relationships exist, and I, I love that that there are parts of cinema 
parts of cinema that I am ashamed to enjoy, admittedly, but there are parts of cinema that allow this relationship, this friendship, to be a real thing. And no, like, like I said, I wish more movies did it. My best friend is a woman. Uh, multiple of my friendships are with women that I'm not trying to sleep with, that I'm not madly in love with, that I just have a friendship with that I can turn to and I know that they know me better than I know myself. Like, that's a real thing. And... <sighs> And, like, as a heterosexual, cisgendered male, uh, I don't get that representation in movies. Representation is important in all forms. It just is. And it just, I need, like, like, there's some level of shame to the point where people don't believe you sometimes when you say, my best friend is a woman. A thing. I'm rambling and not talking about the movie. Uh, partially, and I'm going to say the movie is fluff. The movie is exactly what you think this movie is, is what it is. Um, but at the same time, I'm going to get back to the movie and stop talking about friendships and things like that uh, and my personal life. Um, this movie's fatal flaw. Uh, that I is that it introduced a third male. It introduced a partner uh, that isn't the brother's uh, the the best friend's brother, uh, and I'm going to call that a flaw because I'll be honest, her boyfriend, the one she loves so very much, uh, through this entire movie, kind of a shithead. I did not like him. I did. I, I did not see a reason for him to be with her. Uh, I understand. Like at the end, they kind of explain what's going on and why he's been acting the way he's been acting. But at the same time, I don't care because I don't like the guy. And the new guy that they introduced, I fucking love that guy because he seemed like they actually had chemistry. And, like, they actually, like, got each other and, like, understood where the other one was coming from and wasn't trying to force her to go to school at the expense of his fuck Harvard just because he didn't want to be lonely anymore. Fuck that guy who does that. Yeah. I, mm, movies this dumb shouldn't make me shouldn't make me mad like this but the relationship was poor and just not good um and so the resolution i don't have a resolution i don't like it i don't like it i don't feel right about it uh and it just sour note on the whole movie i don't know um yeah so, yeah, mm. it sucks when a rom-com and the, the, the rom that they're trying to force on you 
and say is the one that you should care about is bad. Uh, like, and when you set up a really great obstacle of a guy who, who has done nothing wrong in the entire movie and you punish him, uh, and whose apparent only job in the movie is to be a person that you're interested in and you like and are attracted to, um, and he does nothing wrong, and yet he just gets stomped on, and it's not right. Um, I I hope they remedy it in the third one, but I don't have a ton of faith that it does. Uh, Joey King, uh, I'll mention the actress who plays the lead, uh, she is delightful. She makes watching this movie and these movies not feel so shitty. Um, and she oozes charm, and I enjoy it, uh, and wish she had more going for her than Kissing Booth, the Kissing Booth trilogy, everyone's favorite trilogy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, mm, uh, as far as a rating for this movie, um, yeah. Uh, it's on Netflix, by the way. Uh, I think I mentioned that with where they, they're sending the third one. Uh, and again, they're making three. No reason to. Uh, <laughs> the, as far as a rating goes, I'm going to give it two skip to Maloo's. Uh, because, and I use that because again, the entire premise of this movie is outdated. Uh, or everything about what happens in this movie is outdated and old and antiquated while also being very revolutionary and new. Like, the movie doesn't understand what it's doing and it feels weird. So, I've talked 14 minutes rather passionately uh, about a teen rom-com that a 40-year-old shouldn't watch. Um, yeah, so I'm going to stop now. Um, like I said, it's on Netflix if you're curious. Um, why, you have to watch the first one if you're going to watch the second one. Because they literally like just work off of each other. And you'll be completely lost. But you won't be lost because pretty much hold your hand through the entire thing um like a high school movie first date um anyway this has been another episode uh of alan at the movies uh thank you for listening uh as always you can follow along with the podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts give me a review or whatever um on iTunes, it helps. Nobody listens. Whatever. Uh, you can also please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I know we're on the Spotify and the iTunes and the, the pretty much anywhere. Um, and also, if you ever want to email me and let me know what movies I should watch that maybe aren't as embarrassing as this one that I chose on my own volition... Um, uh, 
you can email me at alan.brand at gmail.com. You can also follow along with the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at Alan at the Movies. Uh, and that's it. I will talk to you guys the next time I watch a movie. Bye-bye.